Hello, welcome to season two of Hashtag Better Conversations. I'm calling it season two because that makes it sound really quite important when really what we're going to do is just have a bit of fun because at the minute, uh, quite frankly, I think a lot of us are um, coming to terms with a lot of uh, new and interesting ways of working and some of us are struggling, some of us are fine, some of us are getting on with it, some of us, you know, and everybody's different and and we're all kind of trying to cope with it as as best we can. But I just wanted to use the podcast to just inject a bit of fun and um, and a bit of, just a bit of, yeah, daftness really into into everybody's podcast. So hopefully you find them fun as much as interesting. Um, I interviewed Tommy Gilmore um this week and he's he's fascinating who knew about tommy gilmore's um professional handball career uh karen harvey obviously and um, which is why i got the tip off about it um but yeah fascinating fascinating stuff um and uh hopefully a bit of fun as well so um hope you enjoy it i'm recording this while i am out walking with my boys you can probably hear them cheering in the background because a a train has just gone past we're standing overlooking a bridge um was that good yeah yeah such as uh, such as our work days now that we do uh, we do interesting things so it'll be good to speak to you all about the kind of stuff that you're doing hopefully not standing for 20 minutes waiting for a train to pass like me um, but yeah, it'd be good to uh, to chat to people, make sure everybody's okay and having um, having a bit of uh, hilarity along the way. So hope you enjoy season two of the podcast. Uh, it's not really it's not really season two. Um, and uh, and if 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 you want to get involved, give us a shout. I'll be I'll be getting dragging people in, kicking and screaming just for a laugh anyway. So anyway, stay safe, stay at home, um, and hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for uh, for agreeing to be my <laughs> my first guinea pig on what I'm hoping will be um, a little bit of a lighter podcast than the other ones. But this I'm was a thinking... um, tacit agreement, may I add, here. <laughs> 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 it's fine. It's fine. I think everybody so far has been roped into it, didn't really want to do it, except maybe Harvey. I think Karen Harvey was really up for it. Um because she just wanted to talk about booze and stuff, I think. Well, there's a surprise. I know. I know, I heard it felt it. How um, are you getting on, by the way, Helen? Okay? I'm all right, yeah, I'm all right. It's just a bit, it's a bit bonkers, isn't it? It's a bit Groundhog Day. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm choosing, well, I spoke earlier with Angela, and I just says, listen, it's, I think the most important part's accepting this as a new norm. As long mm. as you've got acceptance, then you can start dealing with how you're going to cope and manage it so yeah so I've got, i'm gonna keep this fairly fairly fun and and just a bit daft and um as one of the people on the um on the virtual coffee last week who knew what the emergency questions from richard herring's leicester square theater podcast was i'm definitely gonna ask you one of them um because i think they're they're really funny and i think like i said to you i've downloaded the app and i've been through some of them about 70% of them are absolutely filthy and I won't be able to see them <laughs> on a work podcast, but the rest are okay, so I should be able to do that. Good. So, that will be fun. Yeah. Okay, so tell me, isolation, desert island discs, so you're on a desert island or stuck in the house, Um. so desert island discs, which one record, I'm not, I'm not going to do eight recordings because it'll be all day, which one recording, one book and one luxury item 
would you be stuck with in your isolation? Okay, well, my album or recording that I would have would be Telling Stories by the Charlatans, which was mm-hmm. out around about 96, 97. It just reminds me of a, a, a happy time of when I was in between leaving school and going on to uh, university. And uh, it just brings back memories of being carefree and having no real responsibilities. And (laughs) In fact, the new music that was coming out at the time was the most important thing in the world. Um, And I'm not ashamed to admit that I had the bowl haircut at the time, Helen. Um, it came right down over my eyes and I didn't even bother with curtains it was just, I just had to part it with my hands if I had to look anywhere Are there any, are there any photographic uh, evidence of this? Do we the, speak to your girlfriend for this? Or? Well Team North will attest to seeing three photographs of various poor hair style decisions from me um, I can't believe I'm saying this because uh, I would rather it was kept within Team North. But now it's out. Now it's out. I'm I'm sure that it'll be circulated. So we need to speak to Hoisington then, do we? Uh, I would just hit either. Um, I would go for Mich- uh, for uh, Megan Hamilton. She'll okay. be more than forthright in, in providing <laughs> you with them. Fab. I shall I shall write that one down. <laughs> So yeah, so that was that was your your one that was your recording from ninety. It wasn't when the ninety when wasn't music in the nineties brilliant. I don't know whether it was a whole kind of like you say it was that that bit for you probably you're the same age as me the bit between school and uni where it was just kind of it was just cool at the time. I've yeah. got all the stuff from the nineties. I just go, oh, that was really good music. I think the nineties music has got the eighties to thank for being so rubbish, <laughs> and that when. And when the 90s hit and, and it was updated, it gave everybody a sense of, I think it was a sense of something new and exciting and, and testing boundaries and a feeling of limitless. Mm. Um, whereas it, I was a wee bit too young for the 80s, but just the general sound of the 80s music, apart from Karma Chameleon's Culture Club, of course. <laughs> Um, just the just the sound. Of, I mean, the Smiths, don't get me started in the Smiths. I just wish they'd never existed. <laughs> the, uh, you've you've obviously not heard my ringtone. My team will tell you that my ringtone <laughs> is actually the Smiths. I'm sorry for um, offending you. <laughs> I don't particularly like the Smiths. But <laughs> I really like the start of this charming man. So it's my mm. ringtone. So, yeah. I'll give you that. I will give you that. Yeah, but the re- the rest of it's rubbish. I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll get that. Okay, so that was your one recording. What about your one book? Uh, the one book is uh, uh, *Sapiens* by Yuval Harari. Ah, I was speaking to Will Chapman about this recently. Yeah, have, have you been reading it? It's yeah. just a it's just a a break from the norm on a look back into human history, but it it, it doesn't just stick with history and and it goes into the evolution, but not just the biological evolution, but the the way that we've managed to advance ourselves and mm. uh, and. Cognitive points of view and the way that we view things and and, and opinions and how social uh, hierarchies are formed and also mm. the, the way it looks back on it and gives an overview of how certain circumstances influenced uh, actions in the future. It does that very well, but it also gives a bit of a prediction as to where we're headed, and it doesn't really sound good. Um, and obviously it's just a, a it's just a theory but you, there's a lot of stuff that makes sense within it 
And I'm just mm. glad I won't be around to see this uh, theory <laughs> be proved correct or not. But it's a very interesting book. It's hard to get, it's hard to get into and it's a little bit tough mm. to stick with, but it's very rewarding if you do. Yeah, you're you're literally you're the second person who's recommended this. Um, like I say, Will Will has been talking about it at work, so um, I might have to download it now. I might stick it on my Kindle and have a look at it. Yeah, excellent. And what about yeah? What about your one luxury? Well, this won't surprise you. It would be the ability to download and listen to podcasts. Uh, so <laughs> it would technically be two things, which would be a, a mobile device and uh, obviously a connection to the to the internet. <laughs> I don't know if that's cheating or not, but it's just that mm, my, I'll allow it. I um I find that I listen to podcasts in almost every moment that I'm not having to pay attention to anything else. Mm. Uh, doing housework, I'll put a podcast on, and you'll notice that I said housework first and not something more masculine like <laughs> yes. um, I, just, I just like putting it on and, and, and just forgetting about everything else and just focusing mm. on what's being said and being taken somewhere else or finding out something about a topic or a person mm. and if it has got something comedic in it then that will instantly draw me to it as well Yeah, have you got any recommendations? Um, there's a couple yeah I would recommend Gossip Mongers um, mm. which is where I've heard of it where people are are uh, right in with uh, so-called tales of uh, folklore that used to be gossip. I'm sure you'll remember the type of things in high school, Helen. Mm. Um, now, it is a, an adult-rated podcast, <laughs> so I wouldn't recommend it to anybody under the age of 16. <laughs> um, so that's one of them. It's absolutely hilarious. It's just silly and, and, and just it makes you laugh out loud. Yeah. Uh, another one that we share is the Richard Hare and Leicester Square Theatre yeah. podcast. Um, I just find him to be very amiable and likeable. He's got a, a cheekiness, but just doesn't go up. Uh, it doesn't go any further than just being cheeky. It doesn't go into mm-hmm. abuse or or offensiveness. It's quite good. Uh, and also another one I would recommend is the. Oh, I'll start with Hamish and Andy. Uh, sorry, the Hamish and Andy podcast, which is two Australian mm-hmm. uh, radio presenters. Um, mm-hmm. That's light-hearted, uh, kind of sketch show type thing, uh, and. Brian and Roger. Brian and Roger. So I think this it's a character a character um, podcast uh, where uh, one of them is just both of them met at a recently divorced help uh, group. <laughs> one of the people is just one of these pe- uh, one of these individuals who is uh, happy to help anybody. He's a bit gormless and yeah. uh, and the other one is a, a cynical person who takes uh, advantage of this person's kindness mm-hmm. uh, and they end up in all sorts of scrapes where the the cynical person's manipulating them for his own gain. It's quite quite good. I'll have to yeah that sounds that sounds quite interesting I've not done a lot of kind of story podcasts I usually do kind of um more I guess kind of um you know the news quiz or no such thing as a fish is another one that's quite funny um yeah but they're not kind of stories they're more they're more kind of news um related so I might have to might have to try those two they sound good and one more do the right thing which is by Daniel Ward and Michael Legg it's a podcast panel show where they just ask various questions on what would be the right or the wrong thing to do in the, uh, any yeah. given situation. It really should have its own television show, Helen, to be honest. It's right. absolutely it like hilarious. Show, yeah, cool. I'll definitely I'll download that then. Yeah, And the same as you, I'll stick podcasts on 
whenever it's like I never get a chance to read so this is the next the next best thing I'll just do it when I'm washing up putting the washing yeah. out or what whatever commuting <laughs> yeah it's uh no it's good good thank you so that's your that's your luxury I'm going to allow oh thank you um, a working internet connection and a phone I think that's uh that that's allowable so that's your kind of one and a half You're too kind too kind <laughs> um Tell me one thing about yourself that we might already, or we sorry, that we might not already know. Yeah. So Karen Harvey did hint about this, about your handball thing that nobody else knew about. You can tell me about that if you want to. Uh, you can tell me something even better than handball. Um, I can talk about the handball if you want. I, I, I didn't realise that there was two, that this was going to be, I thought it was this part, one, if questions one to five, and then you wanted me to speak about handball, but I'll, I'll put handball into this, <laughs> which is much better than the I can't be sick that I was going to give you with. Um, <laughs> because I can't physically be sick, I need to force myself to do it. Uh, we've, yeah, we're going to have to talk about this one. Again, <laughs> this, one's, okay. this one's very interesting. Okay, um, so one thing that, uh, that you may not know about me is that I used to play handball uh, and I represented uh, Scotland and almost represented Great Britain uh, at the sport. Um, Handball, for people who don't know what handball is, which is everybody, is a a team sport really popular in uh, mainland Europe, specifically Scandinavia, Germany, France. Spain. Um, it is an indoor sport that uh, has seven players on each team with a goalkeeper in each and it is kind of described but I disagree with it, it's described as a mix of kind of basketball, water polo, volleyball and football but I would say it was <laughs> it was more like it was more like basketball and volleyball I think the water polo part comes into it because you throw the ball into a net I've seen I've seen handball being played, I think, and it, there, there wasn't any water. There, remember? Uh, so yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's an indoor sport. As I says it's like the court's forty meters long by twenty meters wide, and similar to basketball, you attack as a team and you defend as a team. Mm. Similar to basketball, again, is the the dribbling technique, but instead of shooting into a hoop. You uh, shoot into a net that's the same dimensions as a field hockey goal. Mm. Uh, there's it's full con. Bit like bit like five aside really. When I when I watched it, it was a bit kind of like five aside with hands. Yeah, I would be more comfortable comparing it to that. It's it's uh, similar to five aside or football. It's full contact, but instead of using your feet to tackle, you would use your your arms and hands to kind of prevent any throwing motion from the mm-hmm. the attacking person. Um, so yeah, the reason I got into that is the town that I grew up in, um, just outside Glasgow, for some reason was the epicentre of handball for, for Scotland. <laughs> and I was very lucky in my PE class in high school and that my my teacher w- had a very Catholic taste in um, sports, so it wasn't just the... Uh, Catholic meaning universal, not the religion. Um, <laughs> it was a very uh, so. We instead of just going to the normal sports, he, he always introduced us to different sports, and he noticed that me and a couple of other boys had picked up on it, and we were really quite passionate whenever we played uh, before playing it. Mm. And he told me yeah. that the local the local club was just up the sports centre. Um, so I was a wee bit too shy to go up my own. I left it a couple of years until and went back to play football. But I realised I was going as far as I can in football, and I was never going to be as good as my dad. My dad played professionally, so uh, I chucked football, uh, not because I fell out of 
love with it or anything like that. I just knew that I'd reached as far as I was going to go at about 17, mm. 18, uh, and approached the handball club and they got me in and progressed right through from the juniors to the seniors. Uh, played for, uh, got introduced to the Scotland set up and played for them. Um, and the highlight of my international career would have been captain in the Scotland team that beat the English team by a record <laughs> 21 goals. <laughs> so uh, uh, me and my brother played in the same team, my little brother. And uh, during this game, a couple of the other players in the Scotland team says, listen, it's to go, let's go easy. And I looked at my brother and says, do you want to go easy? And then my brother just looked at me and I went, no. <laughs> so uh, you can blame me for that, Helen. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, that, that famous defeat by Scotland. <laughs> that nobody yeah, has ever heard fault. of until now. Um, so, uh, yeah. So in 2002, I was contacted by a Danish club and they offered to take a look at me and give and I went over wow. and they gave me a one-year contract uh, so I spent a year in Denmark playing uh, professionally wow. and uh, it wasn't I mean just to be honest about this I was in like the fourth or the fifth team <laughs> because they when I went over I went over blind and uh, Scandinavians are a lot bigger than uh, us <laughs> uh, British people so uh, I just wasn't able to compete physically with them, so I was basically in the the fourth team. But it was good; it was a good experience. I learned a lot. I learned yeah, Danish, wow. um, and yeah, it was just nice to live. It was the first time I've ever living elsewhere. It was brilliant. But yeah, I would recommend handball to anybody with young children. Um, unlike football, um, the when you play, you can play mixed uh, for mm. a young age and. Unlike football, there's a lot more respect encouraged across players and to the officials. It's one of my bugbears about football is that too much moaning goes on within it rather than getting on with the yeah. game. And that was the one thing, one thing that appealed to me when I was uh, playing handball was just, well, the decision's made, so there's nothing I can do, let's just get on with it. So, yeah. But yeah, um, I would recommend it to anybody with kids to get their kids into it. There was a little bit of a resur- a little bit of a promo of after the London Olympics, but I don't, I don't, mm. because I'm so far away from it geographically, I, I wouldn't be able to give any indication or any tips on yeah. that. It's not, it's not Olympic sport anymore. Did it, did it get taken out of? No, is that right? it's, still, it's still an Olympic sport. Is it still an Olympic um, sport? I think the Americans it sometimes goes by team handball. Because Americans have got a game called handball, which is basically just squash with our, with your hands. Really? <laughs> yeah. So because of them, we had to change the name. Oh, and what what is it? What did it change? Well, to? we just call it handball. But sometimes, if the different if it needs to be differentiated, you need to call it team handball. Right. I think. Uh, and I'm pretty sure some football fans might know that Peter Schmeichel used to be a handball goalkeeper, which is why he makes these or made those strange shapes when he was saving the ball. Uh, so when he came out, he always made his body big and he had his arms up high and his legs would come flailing out as well. It's the exact handball goalkeeper technique. That's where he's picked it up from. So Man United can can say they won the, the European Cup all because of handball. Did they save lots of goals? Um, well, he probably did on the way there. I mean, you know, it's a long time ago, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, that 
it was it was partially down to him. You'll need to excuse my complete ignorance of English football, Helen. I'm really, really sorry. Um, in fact, <laughs> if it wasn't for Rangers, I probably wouldn't even follow football at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you know it's Rangers, so you you, you barely do really. Don't right, you? we'll let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on before we get into too much football. Um, that's that's really fascinating. Thank you for that. That um, kind of tour into into handball and your your uh, brief career as a as a handball professional. Thank you. Um, in terms of what you're doing now, um, being locked down in your flat, um, what are you doing to either pass the time? Because you're, because what what I've noticed about about lockdown at the minute is there seem to be two types of people: people who've got loads of time and are doing loads of really fun things like learning new skills or exercising loads or whatever, or there's other people who've got not five minutes to do to you know to brush their own teeth. Which side of the fence do you fall on, and how are you managing? Um, I don't think I fall on the side on either side of that. What what I've done is right. I've just. Um, lifted my routine from the office and just put it into the house now. The only thing I don't do mm. is travel to the office. Um, yeah. I I do need a kind of routine, not in any particular order. I just need to know that from this time to this time, this is when I'm working. And then from after that time until the next morning or to, until work begins again, I've got whatever my free time is or when I just do things that are not work-related. Um, so I'm quite strict on myself when I start and when I finish, um, mm. within reason, because you're at the mercy of being in assurance and waiting for responses from the front office and other business areas. Sometimes they're a bit later, less prompt, or sometimes they're more prompt and so on. But uh, w- So what I've done is um, I've decided to try and pick up and bring up to speed some skills that I used to have in my free time which is mm. getting back into juggling and also oh, wow. um, brushing up on my close-up magic skills. I sound like such a geek. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was much, much younger, um, I, got, I was really fascinated by magic as a, as, a, as, a, as a child. And in my early teenage years, I started getting into a couple of card tricks. And we were lucky enough in Glasgow, we had a really good magic shop called Tam Shepherds. It was in the news recently, the person, the owner unfortunately died. He was very respected in the in the magic circles, the close ma- the close up magic mm. circles. So um the last time I did any juggling or magic, it was pre internet to be honest. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking <laughs> at the wealth of resources on there for both subjects. So I've uh, bought myself some juggling balls. Uh, I've located my deck of cards uh, so my juggling skills are back up to speed i just need to learn some new things new ways to juggle and with different objects and uh, the magic tricks i'm about to start uh, i think it's tonight or tomorrow i was going to start looking into seeing how my skills have managed to maintain so you're basically going to be our next um entertainer at our next face to face meeting avail- available for right? kids parties bar mitzvahs um <laughs> What's your stage name? Oh, I haven't thought about that. I would. Oh, I need to come up with one. Name. I mean, would it be a play on a play on my name, or would it be? I don't know. Doesn't need to be. And then you also need to have like a a, a catchphrase, don't you? Piff puff puff, that kind of thing. 
So, you know, we, we, yeah, if we're going to book you, you need to have this this act, like, polished off for Liverpool next time, whenever that is. <laughs> yeah, I will try my best, Helen. <laughs> Although, <laughs> um, yeah, I think the, the best magic trick I did on the last um, team get-together was uh, I disappeared without telling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's, what's one thing you've learned during lockdown that you didn't know before? Other than, well, so juggling and magic doesn't, doesn't count because you didn't um, Okay, I learned that Aeroplanes that are painted white are heavier than aeroplanes that are painted black. <gasps> no way. Why? Uh, there are more. Is it, is it more? I can't remember the name of it. But black paint's heavier because it's denser, so there will be more carbon in it. Maybe no, not carbon. Atoms. So why? White white paint white paint is heavier and therefore the aeroplanes. White are paints are right? lighter than black black. Uh, sorry, white aeroplanes are lighter than black aeroplanes. Lighter than black ones. Which which there we go. And I got that from QI. <laughs> I did. did. I watched it, I watched it last night. <laughs> it's the only thing I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you something similar. Emergency question from the uh, as we've talked about the Richard Square Richard Square Richard Herring Leicester Square Police podcast. So he's got for those of people who are listening who don't know Richard Herring, um, on his podcast he has um, a book of emergency questions that he always asks his guests. Now, obviously, all his guests are comedians. Um, some of them are filthy. Some of them aren't filthy. So I'm going to try and find you a, a non-filthy one. Um, on my new app of emergency questions. Right, emergency question. Which is your favourite bun that is named after a place? Favourite bun? Now, I can only think of one bun, so I might I, I might want to broaden that out to be... What's your favourite food that is named after a place? Oh, the favourite food that is named after a place would be... Dundee cake. See, I think the only correct answer to this is Yorkshire pudding. Oh, Yorkshire pudding's a good one. I only said Dundee cake because I didn't want to upset my girlfriend if she ever hears this. She's from Dundee. (laughs) (laughs) And it was was the first one that uh, came to mind. Yeah, Scone's a good one. Scone's Scone's a Scottish place, isn't it? How do you pronounce Scone? Do you pronounce it Scone or Scone? I pronounce it Scone. I pronounce it Scone. Scone. <laughs> it's, it's the right way. To it's pronounce. also the fastest food in the world. It is the fastest food in the world, and if, and if you say it the other way, then it's obviously not and, the fastest food. So uh, that. But do you know down. what the fastest liquid in the world is? Milk. No. Because it's pasteurised before but... you even see it. <laughs> oh, and on that note, thank you for finishing the podcast. With a, a dad joke, well, quite frankly. I, that was one I expected. I am of the age, I just don't have the children. <laughs> not, not only can you do juggling and um, and magic tricks, you can also do comedy jokes at the next uh, next face-to-face. So thank you very much, Tommy. It was a pleasure thank to you, Helen. To you. It was a pleasure to uh, chat with you too. <laughs> Thank you to Tommy for that. It was really good to catch up with him um, and learn all about his past as a children's entertainer slash professional sportsman. <laughs> Who knew um, all of that? Uh, thank you. I, I hope you found that quite funny. I uh, I enjoyed chatting to him. 
One of the things I'm really keen to keep up is the podcast of the week recommendations. Now that I've literally found one person who listens to as many podcasts as I do, um, I feel like it, it might be worthwhile. I've got a couple this week. Um, one is um, is a five minute podcast that I've been listening to on a regular basis. Um, it's obviously very relevant at the moment. It's called the Coronavirus Global Update from the BBC. It's literally a five minute update um, on what's happening globally in the news on coronavirus. Um, it means that I don't have to read any papers. It means I don't have to read anything on social media. It means I get all of my news, bad news, in five minutes and then I can forget about it for the rest of the day. So actually, if you're fed up with coronavirus but want to stay on top of stuff, it's I've, I've found it really useful. If you're absolutely fed up with coronavirus and you want to get away from it all, um, my second podcast of the week recommendation is probably the best podcast series I've I've ever listened to. Um, and it's just started up again in the last couple of weeks. Um, last year, around about July, was the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landings. Um, and the BBC did an excellent podcast series called 13 Minutes to the Moon, which looked at um, the the recordings of um, the um, conversations between the astronauts and Houston in the last 13 minutes, which was when they started their descent to the moon. So many things went wrong and it's just a masterclass in leadership, delegation, um, decision making, um, and it really does make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Yeah, it, it's BBC podcasts at their best, and it? it's it's really worth listening to. I really, really recommend them. So thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the slight change of track. Um, trying to just keep a bit of fun and light hardness going. I want to keep just a bit of um, brevity really throughout these rather interesting times. You might have noticed that um, I've changed the changed the theme music, or you might not have noticed. If you have noticed, it's really just because I quite like the music and it's a bit um, a bit more fun um, because that's kind of what I want to get out of out of this series. So hope you're enjoying it. Hope you're staying sane. Hope you're managing to get out for your um, your walk. Hope you're keeping in touch with everyone else. Um, and yeah, you stay safe. Um, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll see you all again soon. Take care.